0: Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your weekly weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked.
1: don't want a lot for podcast miss there's just one thing i
0: need i don't care about the presents underneath the podcast mystery i just want you for my own more than you could ever know make my wish come true baby all i want for podcast miss is you yeah (laughs) Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of Wicked podcast Miss Day 8. da da I thought this was day 9. No. Oh. Ashley. This is
1: day 8. <laughs> Maybe because I said we'll see you later for day 8, so in my mind that meant day 8 was done.
0: No, this is day 8, ma'am. Okay, sorry. This is podcast Miss day 8. Okay, my bad. Are you ready for the Christmas song I prepared for you I'm today? I'm
1: so ready for the Christmas song.
0: Silver bells, silver bells. It's podcast Miss time for weekly dose of wicked. <laughs> Ringling, hear them sing. Soon it will be the end of podcast mess. Did you like that one? Oh, I did. <laughs> anyway. Hope you guys are having a fabulous day. Today is Wednesday, our yeah. normal air date. Yeah. It's hump day. Best day of the week. Best day. So, for those of you who haven't listened to any of the other podcast miss because you're only here for our regular episode, head on back over and listen to the other seven days. You've been missing a lot. Well, they would have listened to one, so they probably would Yeah, and they miss- might have forgotten all about it. Oh, yeah. Because you're only here on Wednesdays. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: so don't be a loser. Go listen to the other ones.
0: Yeah, for sure. You don't have to listen to the other ones, though. They don't build on each other, so it's fine. No, they don't. But we anyway, can skip. anyway. So today is what the twentieth.
1: That's all uh, getting close.
0: Yeah, it is. But you know what that means? Hmm.
1: Today is the twentieth Wednesday. That means I have one more day of work. Oh, that's exciting. And then I am off for a whole
0: week. I think another day we said that it was gonna be the twentieth, but this episode definitely comes out on the twentieth. <laughs> Honestly, Water. my brain is mush. Whatever. Oh, this is also the day of my Christmas tree
1: cheesecake that hopefully I made
0: mm-hmm. in a meeting. This is also your last day of work, I guess. Thursday or Wednesday?
1: No, Thursday. Oh, so okay. I work one more day. I work
0: I have to start my work first. week Thursday. So
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. So I am off from Friday. The twenty second until January
0: second. That's a long ass break. Actually, what are you gonna do? I don't know. That's a long break. I know the twenty second is the second. Holy shit! I know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You work on the second, mm-hmm. so we have eleven days off. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Go through your clothes. Ugh, no.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. I'll do some of that.
0: I think that'd be a good idea. That's what I think you should do. Maybe. Crazy. It's a Mm -hmm. long-ass break. Do you always get that long?
1: I mean, the way it falls, not usually quite that long. But, I mean, I always get a week off Mm -hmm. for Christmas. That's a long-ass break. But last year, you know, Christmas was on, like, Saturday? It was on a Sunday.
0: Oh, Sunday. It was on a Sunday, yes.
1: So, I got, like, Thursday,
0: Friday, Monday, Tuesday
1: off. Mm -hmm. And then New Year's Day.
0: Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, it's a long ass break. I like mm-hmm. it, though.
1: Yeah. It's like I'm in school Yeah, again. I was
0: thinking you normally got, like, five days off. Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: Hmm. So, technically, I am I do only have
0: five days off. I know. Five work days. Right, but it's just the way it works, because, like, you're already off on Fridays anyway. So, right. like, yeah. And then you're off for New Year's, yeah. But, I mean, no, that just makes, it, like, a nice, hefty break, man. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. You taking PTO? Mm-hmm. That's good. She's like, i paid. hmm Yeah, it's nice. I like it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool beans. Well, now I'm going to make you do more editing, because, see, I was feeling bad that you were going to be, like, exhausted, but you got fucking 11 days off, so <laughs> you can edit the rest of the podcast, most.
1: <laughs> If we can get it edited in t- or recorded in time. Oh, it's getting recorded in time, ma'am. Because I still have to work up until then.
0: Okay. Good for you. <laughs> and then you'll have 11 days off to relax, so you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, um, I haven't checked our PO box. I don't know if any of you sent us Christmas cards. If you did, thank you. I'm gonna go with probably didn't get any though. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll check on my way home tonight, since I don't have no kids. Since my husband took them home, so that I can record along.
1: you could just check tomorrow in the daylight. Me. Well,
0: yeah, that's true. Actually, I know that you are terrified of things because we have a true crime podcast, but I am not.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm terrified of things. I just think you should be safe.
0: I agree. You should be safe. But you know that I like to be reckless. Okay, well. I think if we are going to get kidnapped from anywhere, post office is probably a pretty good place. I feel like they have mad surveillance.
1: I mean, maybe. I don't know. The post office does like to live in the 70s. That's
0: true. That is true. But I don't want to go there the during the day because last time I went there, I got to a fight with the lady at the post office, remember? <laughs> that is true. It was super, it was just super rude to me. That is true. So I don't actually ever want to see her again. Actually, okay. every time I've been there during the day, they've been rude to me.
1: I mean, don't you just like go in the side room and not talk to anyone?
0: I don't know that I'll be able to just not speak to her if I see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she was, was so rude. Well,
1: you know what, Sierra,
0: Ashley and I were late paying our PO box because it was linked to Ashley's card that got stolen. You know, hacked with her Walmart account. So we got like an email about it, and we were like, uh, oh, we'll just we'll just put it on our weekly dose of wicked card that we have and so we did that and then i to go check the p.o box and it wouldn't open and i was like what the heck so i like went up and i was like hey and she's like hey how can i help you and i was like oh yeah you guys have me locked out of the p.o out of my p.o box and she like went off on me i was like i don't know how i have you locked out do you have a key Did you lose your key like being all rude to me and i was like yeah i have my key right here like what are you it's literally in my hand And she's like well i didn't lock you out i didn't say you locked me out so you said you guys said, you guys as in the post office you guys the post office yeah, as a whole.
1: Clearly not how she did it. And
0: then she was like, all rude to me and offensive about it. And then she was like, well, let me check. She's like, yeah, it's because you didn't pay your bill. And I was like, well, I did pay my bill. Well, Joey, here, you still owe money. I'm like, okay, well, I don't owe money. So she like, we get a supervisor. And the supervisor was like, yeah, you see right there, like it won't let her pay. It's because she's already paid her bill. So we probably just put a lock on it. But also like, they shouldn't have locked us out. Yeah. Because we had until like the 10th and it was like the third.
1: Yeah. I so, agree. they shouldn't
0: have even locked us out anyway. The whole thing was just a fiasco and honestly put a bad taste in my mouth for the post office. So, I don't feel really like <laughs> back. There. Put a bad taste in my mouth for the post she office. She was rude for no reason. Like, she just all of a sudden had an attitude.
1: Well, you know, maybe she and was having a bad I wasn't being day. rude.
0: I just was trying to get in my PO box so I could get the freaking very important mail out of it
1: that we didn't have.
0: We did. We had a, a freaking magazine for broadcasting supplies worldwide with broadcasting. Stuff in it so you know what i needed it okay i didn't really need it there was literally nothing in there of importance but it was just annoying this was so rude to me and it was annoying that they locked us out honestly that was just really stupid to me it was rude i understand we were late on the bill i get it but like also you only paid every three months i don't really think i feel like you should be able to be like three months late before they lock you out since you only paid every three months right like a whole bill behind yeah and it wasn't it was literally a couple of weeks and they were like nope locked out right and it wasn't even our fault Well, it wasn't our fault, no, but anyway. But they said we had until the 10th. That was the biggest issue I had. It's like, don't tell me I have until the 10th before we close my P.O. box, but then lock me out of it on the 3rd. Right. (laughs) And honestly, it had already been locked out, obviously, because we'd already paid it. Right. And it was still locked out. Right. So who knows when they actually locked us out. Right. So annoying. Whole thing. Put a bad taste in my mouth. So anyway... If you would like to put a better taste in my mouth, you can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of Wicked and join our Four Amazing Tears. You can also head on over to Instagram, TikTok, uh, X, Facebook, any of those things, YouTube, and give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review. Do all of the amazing things that we literally always ask you to do. We'll make our spirits bright. All right. Let's jump into this case. I was waiting for you, but it's my turn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dear so, Hold please, because I don't want pulled up. It's somewhere. It's right there. Okay. <clears throat> Today I'm gonna to tell you about a man named George Long. Okay. George Long was born in 1951, which is the same year our grandmother was born. That is true. It's just a fun fact for anyone that cares. Her name is Virginia. <coughs> Not that she listens to the podcast. Also, Grandma Sally followed us. Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because we say really bad things. So grandma, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I talked to her today. I'll have to tell you about it. Oh, okay. Did you talk about the podcast? No. Oh, okay. I want to know if she listens. But she followed her. She probably doesn't even know how to listen. Probably not. Okay, anyway, back to the case of importance. All right. George Long. George Long was born in 1951. He was the youngest of five and was raised in Titusville, Florida. George was a rambunctious boy who enjoyed fishing and hunting. He loved being outside and enjoyed playing football with his friends. As George matured, he grew into a generous man who would give the shirt off of his back to help someone in need. George would spend four years in the Navy and go on to earn a master's degree in management supervision. George would go on to marry his college sweetheart and have a daughter named Alexa. George loved his family, but George was devastated when his wife asked for a divorce. George picked up the pieces. I don't know why I'm sorry, every sentence of George. (laughs) I don't know either. It's kind of weird. Uh, Anyway, George picks up the pieces of his life, though, and he keeps on keeping on. In 1985, he meets a woman named Cheryl Vivier. Cheryl is 30 and George is 34. The two have a lot in common, and Cheryl is just a ray of sunshine in George's sad little life. I don't know if his life was that sad, but I feel like that sounded good there. <laughs> okay. He was devastated by his wife leaving him. Like, he I'm really sure. was very devastated by that. Uh, so anyway, the two begin a relationship, and George's friends and family are happy for him. They never thought that he would move on from his first wife, and they're just happy that he found someone to spend his time with. Although George cares for Cheryl deeply, he makes it clear to her that he has no desire to ever remarry. Cheryl seems to accept this, and the two are together and happy for years. In 1991, George decides it's time to change careers, and he buys an inn in St. Cloud, Florida. The inn is lakeside and is the perfect property for fishing. He runs a small general store on the property and rents rooms to fishermen. He and Cheryl move into a small home on the property, and the couple continue to flourish. They live there happily for five years. At least they look happy from the outside. But in reality, Cheryl was possessive and jealous. She would want uh, to constantly keep an eye on George. Cheryl was controlling, demanding George's constant attention. And when he wanted to give it to her, she would. S- I don't know why I researched this on my phone. I said here, when he would to give her attention, she started fires. But that was <laughs> that's not accurate. Sure, fights? Yes, is what I meant. Okay. But I put here she would start fires. <laughs> And become livid. No, she would start fights and become livid with his lack of attention. Uh, regardless, George... S- <laughs> what? Regardless? <laughs> Ashley, I'm so tired.
1: I understand, as am I. It's just funny.
0: <laughs> that was my goofy impersonation, okay?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't know that's what we were doing, my bad.
0: Yeah, I was going to do the whole episode that way. You oh. want not let me do the SpongeBob episode, <laughs>
1: I don't think we need to do any impersonation I was
0: just joking. I actually like. I I know you guys are so sick of listening to me complain about being tired. I'm so tired. I like can't see. Like the screen is just a blur. It's so hard to read right now. It's just
1: oh, like blink your eyes.
0: I am. It's not making it any better. Mm, I don't know. Then I think the other issue is just like this is like in my line of sight. It's like one eye is focusing on the mic. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Oh my god. Anyway, regardless, regardless. Regardless, George stuck it out with Cheryl. That is until the summer of 1996 when Cheryl gave George an ultimatum. We all know men don't like ultimatums.
1: I don't think anyone likes ultimatums.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like women are notorious for giving them though. And men don't like that.
1: Not on Gilmore Girls. That's true. Logan gave the ultimatum.
0: That is true. You're correct. Touche. Thank you. So anyway, the ultimatum was, obviously, either he marry her or she was going to move out. Okay. And George made it clear that he never wanted to remarry, and Cheryl had agreed to it. So the two have been together for 11 years at this point.
1: It's hmm. a long time. Yeah.
0: This seems very sudden and out of the blue for George. Uh, I would just like to say, though, I can see both sides of that.
1: I mean, I could see wanting to be married, but he told you that he never wanted to be married, and she agreed to that.
0: I know, but they've been together for 11 years. So, like, what is the harm?
1: Right, but he told her from the beginning he didn't want to be married. I'm
0: just saying, I can see both sides. I can see why she would, he would want to be married.
1: Right. I mean, I could too. They've had
0: it for 11 years. Like, that's a long time to be with someone.
1: Right, but I still but think she was in the right for I also can her mind. see
0: why, um, like, he would say no. Right. And I feel like that's something you got to deal with in the beginning of the relationship. Right. Like, if you're with someone and they tell you, like, I don't ever want to get married, and you know, that's something that you want, then, then that's something you got to walk away from.
1: Yeah. that's a deal breaker for you,
0: peace out. Mm -hmm. So George reiterates to Cheryl that he doesn't want to get married, and she loses it. No is not an option. George feels completely blindsided by this. Uh, The woman that he knew so well is acting like a completely different person, and he feels the only option is to break up with Cheryl and have her move out. Okay. So Cheryl leaves, but within a few weeks, Cheryl calls begging George to take her back. I have an issue with that, too.
1: Right. Don't issue an ultimatum if you can't keep it.
0: Well, don't issue an ultimatum if you can't keep it. And also, ladies, know your worth. Like, don't beg a man to take you back.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that one, too.
0: No, absolutely not. But it doesn't matter. Cheryl, she just wants George back. So that's what she does. Um, She tells him she loves him. She wants to be with him. But she still wants to get married. And George is like, you know, again, marriage is not an option. And so Cheryl threatens to kill herself if George does not marry her. So what do you think George does?
1: I don't know. Is he going to continue being headstrong and say, I'm not marrying you? Or is he going to cave and marry her? I don't know. I feel like
0: most people, like when people make those threats, they give in. Mm -hmm. But I'm proud of George because he did not give in. Instead, he called the police. And said that Cheryl needed to have like a wellness check done on her. So the police take Cheryl in for a psychiatric evaluation. But the doctors don't think that Cheryl is an actual suicide risk, so they just release her. okay. That's when Cheryl begins calling George nonstop. Seven days a week, all hours of the day, she's calling, begging him to take her back. She's calling George 40 plus times a day. That's a lot of calls. Mm Mm-hmm. So after finally having enough, George confronts Cheryl and tells her to stay the heck away from him. Uh, Little did George know this would only make things worse. In the fall of 96, George decides to go to the police about Cheryl's obsessive behavior. Unfortunately, the police don't take this report seriously. They even degrade George and say, what's wrong, little boy? Can't take care of yourself? Fuck you. Right? That really pissed me off. Yeah. Like, Like, he needs help. Yeah, and that's your job. Yeah, and so the problem with this though too is a lot of times when men are stalk are stalked, they don't get help because they're
1: a man being a man. stalked by a woman. So
0: they should be able to t- take care of themselves, right? Which and I think is why I've uh, delved so heavily into the males being stalked because I just think that uh, it should any
1: it should be taken. It doesn't seriously. matter. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter.
0: Like we have now. We're on podcast mess day eight. This is now our third man to be stalked fourth because you had a stock a male, a man stalked too yeah so fourth two of which resulted in them being murdered right maybe
1: i mean in one i mean it, someone was murdered just not the man
0: right what i'm saying though is like they've resulted in murders right so, so let's take it yeah, seriously let's take it seriously but no they like pretty much made fun of him which really pissed me off yeah that's rude very rude Yeah, so they also say there isn't really enough evidence against Cheryl to do anything, but because George's inn is private property, they can issue a trespassing warning against Cheryl. So that'll make it illegal for Cheryl to step foot on the property. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cheryl does take this seriously, and she stays away for a few days. But then again, she begins harassing George. She's showing up at the inn, and each time, George calls the police. But before they arrive, Cheryl leaves, so again, there's nothing they can do. Right. In October of 1996, George receives a letter from Cheryl, and inside the letter is a picture It's from a few Halloweens prior, and the two are dressed as cowboys, and Cheryl is holding a fake gun to George's head. This rightfully shakes George, you know? This used to just be like a cute picture between them, but now he's like, this is weird. And
1: Very kind of creepy. Please don't do that.
0: It concerns him for his safety. Uh, So much so that he secretly buys a condo somewhere in Florida. Okay.
1: You don't know what you said, or you can't say it?
0: (sighs) I said Onions Beach. That's not right. I think it's Orion's Beach, maybe. Maybe Onion's Beach is a real place. I think it's Orion's. It's like O R I O N S, I think. Is what <laughs> I meant to say instead of Onion. That makes that makes sense to me. Alright, so anyway, uh, he's really concerned for his safety, so much so that he secretly buys a condo in Orion's Beach, Florida. It's about ninety miles from his inn and he moves here. No one knows about this purchase other than George's immediate family. George finally has some peace and quiet in his life. That is until January of 1997, when he hears noises outside of his condo. He looks out the window to see Cheryl standing in his driveway. How did she find it? And now it's time for an ad. (sighs) Do-do-do. Do-do-do. All right. uh, To answer your question from before the ad, I have no idea how she found it. Oh, okay. Honestly, like, no freaking clue. Because this was the late 90s. So, like, nowadays, you can find people's addresses. You you can just Google shit. But, like... This was the time of do 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 be 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 you know dial up like my dial up noises yeah thank you you know what I am talking about so
1: I don't know how she Police- was so I don't know she must have been asking
0: around maybe his family wasn't so closed lipped they should have been I don't know like I feel like she I don't know how she found it honest I really don't I don't think the family told her because they were equally concerned by Cheryl
1: okay. I don't so know that- maybe,
0: but I don't know. So anyway, she's in the driveway and George knows that if he goes to the police, there's nothing they're going to do for him. So he decides to go out front and or to go outside and confront Cheryl himself. Okay. So Cheryl, again, demands he take her back and marry her. But George just tells her the same thing. He's not marrying her and she needs to leave him the heck alone. Cheryl leaves and she seems to take the hint for at least a few weeks. George tries to continue his life as normal as possible. He even begins dating a woman. Uh, Cheryl finds out about this and is obviously angry. Yeah. So things turn dangerous when George's brother Glenn borrows Georg- borrowed George's motorcycle. As he's driving the bike, he realizes that the brakes are not working. Oh, no. Yes. The brakes had been greased and wires had been disconnected. Mm-hmm. So Glenn ends up wrecking the bike.
1: That's not good.
0: No. Luckily, he's, he sustains minor injuries, though. He, like, jumped off of it before it actually wrecked, so...
1: Oh, okay, he bailed.
0: Yeah, he bailed. Um, I don't think the bike survived very well, but probably he not. got the heck off. Uh so obviously George reports this incident this incident to the police. But again, they say there's nothing they can do.
1: So infuriating.
0: hmm On January fourteenth, nineteen ninety seven, Cheryl shows up at the inn yet again. Luckily, George is able to get police there in time to catch Cheryl trespassing. So Cheryl is arrested, and she's charged with aggravated stalking. George is relieved. At least in jail, Cheryl can't bother him. Unfortunately for George, Cheryl's friend posts her $10,000 bond, and Cheryl is released from jail on January 15, 1997, the very next day. mm mm-hmm. <sighs> on January 20th, 1997, a man enters the general store that George runs at his inn. It was late, and George was just doing some cleaning. So George tells the man, hey, the store's closed, but the man continues to move closer to George. And it's at this point that George realizes that this isn't a man at all. It's actually Cheryl wearing a disguise. Okay. She has a gun, and she's pointing it at George. A struggle pursues, and George is able to get the gun from Cheryl, um, who then takes off on foot. George immediately calls 911. Little does he know, Cheryl is still lurking in the woods, waiting to attack again. While waiting for police, George exits the store, and that's when he comes face-to-face with Cheryl. She's brought a second firearm. Oh, okay. She shoots George in the chest four times before turning the gun on herself. And when police arrive, both George and Cheryl are deceased. Hmm. And that's the end.
1: Murder-suicide. I did not suspect that.
0: I didn't think he would.
1: Yeah. Very frustrating. Extremely frustrating. All of these stalking cases are frustrating.
0: They're so frustrating because they all are reporting it. And nothing's being done. And nothing's being done.
1: Mm -hmm. Like if you would just take... I think the
0: only person who hasn't went to police is Tatiana, right? Yeah. She didn't go to police. police. I think it's literally the only person in these instances that has not went to the police.
1: Um, Lisa didn't go to the police about a stalker either.
0: No, you're right. She didn't. Because she didn't know who she was being stalked by. Right. Okay, well, anyway, though, I mean, most of these, um, almost all of them went to the police. Right, and the police have done absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this one was really infuriating to me, too, because of them, like, making fun of him. Right. He has every right to be afraid. Right. Statistically, one in six men are stalked. Mm-hmm. So, it's one in three women and one in one in six men. That's still high stats for a man, too. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's high, too high stats for anybody. One in six is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And they just do nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Mm, can't
1: do anything until it turns violent. Oh, okay. So until they're killed. Right. It's absolutely insane. But, like, they did arrest
0: her for aggravated stalking. Right, but she got out. It's just crazy, though.
1: Yeah. That's so why stalking is horrible.
0: Yes, it terrifying. is. terrifying. Um, I also didn't put this in here. But then, like, when they were searching, obviously they got there, they were both deceased. But they, like, checked her car. And she had, like, written a letter, like a suicide letter, Mm -hmm. saying, like, please forgive me for this. But she just wanted to be with George any way she could. And if he wouldn't marry her, then they would be together in death.
1: Except not really, because he probably doesn't want to be with her in death either.
0: Yeah, probably not. She's kind of uh, crazy. cuckoo bananas. But also, like, they were together for 11 years.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's
0: terrifying to me, too. Like, he's with someone for 11 years, and then she turns around and kills him. Like, you would think after being with someone for 11 years, you would know them so right. well. Right.
1: And clearly, he did not.
0: Right. Because all it took was her demanding marriage for, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. hmm And also, just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like, they were together for 11 years with no problems. And all of a sudden, she's like, you have to marry me.
1: Right. I mean, like, do you think it really came out of nowhere there, or do you think, like, she had been talking about it?
0: Uh, I, all of his family said it really just was out of nowhere, like an ultimatum. Okay. And that he wasn't the kind of guy that wanted to be put in like that kind of predicament, that he wasn't going to give in to her.
1: I mean, I think most people don't like ultimatums.
0: So, I mean, that makes sense. I agree that most people probably don't like ultimatums. I do think there are instances in life where ultimatums are necessary. Like when people are making horrible choices, like horrible life choices. And it's not even so much... I mean... It's what's best for both. Like, if you have to make an ultimatum for yourself, then it is what it is. And they can either take it or they don't have to. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think most people like them. Right. But, I mean, I do think there are times in life when they have to be given.
1: And also, my opinion, if you got to give someone an ultimatum to marry you or break up with you, then...
0: Well, I'm not even saying just marry or break up, though. I'm just saying, like, in general. Yeah. I mean, you can give an ultimatum for anything. I mean, you could... This Is just hypothetical, but I mean, if you were to like come home and find like Tyler snorting coke, you could be like, Hey, listen, you got to quit doing coke or I'm going to leave you. Like, that's an ultimatum, right? I'm not yeah. saying just like marry me or leave, I'm saying any ultimatum, like that would be a necessary ultimatum, right? Yeah, okay, I, I see that. You see one. what I'm saying? Oh, that's what yes. I was that's what I was meaning, not marry me or break up. I'm saying just ultimatums in general,
1: right? Okay,
0: like, hey, get a job, you lazy bum, or I'm breaking up with you. Like, that's an ultimatum, right? Okay, but again, a necessary ultimatum. So, while people may not like to hear them sometimes they're necessary i understand necessary yes i didn't mean marry me or break or breaking up that's not a necessary ultimatum especially in this case he told her he didn't want to marry her
1: right i don't know what she expected
0: it wasn't even that he didn't want to marry her though like that's the thing too he said i don't ever want to get married again
1: right it wasn't her
0: from the beginning and then they were together for 11 years so right she's just cuckoo bananas Mm. obviously obviously well, thank you for that crazy one. Yeah, no problem. I thought that was an interesting one, so I did it. It was. So. All right, guys. Come back tomorrow for day nine of Podcast Miss.
1: Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at
0: www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. You can join the Slightly Wicked. After that, we've got the Moderately Wicked for just $5 a month, followed by the Awesomely Wicked for $7 a month. And for those high rollers, big ballers, we have the Extraordinarily Wicked. So head on over, check it out. If you like what you see, join it up. If subscriptions aren't your jam, head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash W-D-O-W where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or, you know, like podcasting equipment, which would probably be a better use of our money. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked. Or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones.
1: Or you can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked. Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to
0: www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com Great news, guys. We've made
1: it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly, Weekly Dose, Dose of, of Wicked.
0: Wicked. ba dum